Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. It's that time again. I am back. My name is Tyler Chef. This is the Cashflow Guys Podcast, and I'm ready to get going. This episode, I'm going to call it Here's the Deal, because after all, it's a new year, and you guys know me well enough to know that I'm not going to blow a bunch of smoke up your skirt and give you some some uh, end of the year best of 2018 or the 2018 year in review. Come on, man. That's just cheesy. I'm not going to do that crap. But what I am going to do is kick you in the short pants and teach you a few things, get your mind focused, get your mindset on the right thought process and eliminate some of the things I know that are holding you back. Because if, if we can eliminate the things that hold you back, the only choice, the only place you can go is up, up, up. So Let's get you refocused. First of all, guys, I want to recut. I want to rehash, and this isn't a 2018 rehash. This is something I've been I've been going on about since I launched this podcast three years ago in 2015. You cannot find a deal. You can't find a deal. It's not possible. You got to create them, ladies and gentlemen. That means you got to put on your big boy pants or big girl pants, and you have to go talk to people. And for that to happen, you have to be direct to the decision maker. That means if you've got a real estate agent, great, outstanding that you want to make a donation to that agent's Mercedes-Benz and Glamour Shot Fund. That's cool. I get it. I are one. If you want to make any donations? Fine. I've got all kinds of toys. I need a tractor for my property. Send money. I need a tractor. I need about, well, a cool tractor would be like 20 grand, right? Call me. I'll sell you all kinds of property. I'll definitely make sure that you overpay. I'll use the difference on my tractor. I get myself a new tractor. Just kidding. You got to stop dealing with anybody else but the decision maker. Agents absolutely have their place. I get it. Wholesalers kind of have their place. I get it if they're negotiating a discount for you. But unless you totally suck at negotiating and you have decided that you're totally unwilling to learn, which means you're just never going to do it, you don't have the guts to do it or you're scared of it or whatever, great, hire a professional negotiator. That said, their value is in their negotiating skills. That's their value. I don't care what the agents tell you. And guys, remember, I am an agent, so I can say this. A real estate agent's value is in their ability to negotiate on your behalf. Period. I don't care about, well, we help you carry it to closing. That's a bunch of garbage. We help you avoid pitfalls. That's even more garbage. Here's the deal. A transaction coordinator is somebody that can be hired for a whopping three to four or 500 bucks. Three to four to 500 bucks. You can hire what they call a transaction coordinator. You want to know how to find a transaction coordinator? Call any closing attorney or any title company worth their salt, and they'll give you a list of about 20 of them that for a small fee, a couple hundred bucks, will handle all of the closing procedures for you. You basically got to show up to the closing table, the end. They'll even ride your lender's ass to keep them on, on task. Because we know lenders, they they can be a challenge all by themselves. Underwriters are like uh, Supreme Court judges. They've got all the power. It's kind of scary. That said, quit bitching about the price of what's for sale and start learning how to solve problems, boys and girls. You got to be out there solving problems. You can't stand back and go, realtors say this. My broker says this. And I love it. He goes, Zillow's ruining our business. That's what a lot of agents tend to think. And it makes me laugh. It's like, Zillow's not ruining your business. You whining about not having any business and not doing anything about it is ruining your business. You got to get out there and innovate. You got to let people know what you're doing. You got to be finding the situations yourself that you can solve, finding problems. Again, you I've said this a million times. You got to go out there and find the problems. If you are buying something that's for sale, you're probably overpaying. The chances of you getting terms on things that are for sale are slim to none because all sellers think they want cash and all realtors, most realtors, think that seller financing is illegal. Wholesalers want no part of seller financing because that means they can't get their paycheck tomorrow. And they, the reason why they're wholesaling is because they're broke in most cases. 
99.9% of wholesalers have don't have two nickels to rub together. That's why they choose wholesaling. They choose wholesaling because they think they can get rich overnight. They'd be living that Lambo lifestyle, right? Driving them Bentleys, getting that nice rings and the jewelry and, and the Air Jordans that cost 400 bucks and stupid shit like that. That's what a lot of these wholesalers that I see are up to. They're not focused on negotiating terms or doing win-win. They just want to get your silly self to the closing table. Let's call it what it is. That's just reality. So let's, how do we avoid all that? How do we get past all that? Well, how we do that is we avoid those type of situations. We avoid people that have nothing to do with our bottom line. If the people in our sphere, our team are not effective, what do we do, ladies ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? We replace them. Have a nice day. If your attorney sucks, fire them. If your CPA doesn't do a good enough job, find a new one. The good news is you're not married to anybody on your team, unless, of course, your wife or your husband's on your team, then you've got a whole different story. But assuming that's not the case, you can make changes to get things, make things better. You don't like your mortgage broker or your your bank? Good, switch. It's cool. You can switch. No big deal. Along the lines of here's the deal, you're not going to be able to borrow yourself to wealth, so quit trying. First of all, banks are going to shut you down. Banks are only going to let you borrow so much money as a as a small investor. And I know that you can become a multifamily investor and then you can, you know, if you've got a million dollar, several million dollar net worth, you can go to get these big FHA commercial loans and do all that. But at the end of the day, guys, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. You're going to get a lot farther, a lot quicker if you master the art or at least learn the basic of raising private capital. This is what I teach my students in my group coaching. Once you get good at raising capital, I and which also, by the way, spoiler alert, <laughs> involves solving problems because people that have money and no place to invest it, they got themselves some big problems. I know people, I know a lot of people, that's how I do my deals, boys and girls, is I find people that have trouble finding a place to market their or put their money to work. And I help them solve that problem by putting their money to work. That's called helping people. It's a great way to do business because it creates a win-win solution for everybody. When that's your mindset, boys and girls, it becomes really, really easy to make things happen. It becomes really, really easy to find all the capital you need for your deals. That's what I teach in the group coaching. If you're interested in that, go to mailboxmoneycoach.com, mailboxmoneycoach.com, or simply go to cashflowguys.com forward slash book Tyler. Get on my calendar. Let's talk about how we can help you learn how to raise capital. Understand this, as the economy tends to turn. Now, I know you're probably watching the news going, oh, the economy's great. Everything's fine. Stock market's in the toilet this, this minute, but Probably by the time you hear this, maybe the stock market will be back up. Who knows? Maybe the government won't be shut down. The bottom line is, guys, in a few weeks, it'll be back to a, a shitstorm all over again. So at the end of the day, you can't count on a bank to leverage your way into true wealth. I hate to tell you, it's not going to happen. Now, I'm a big believer in well in, in leverage, don't get me wrong, but responsible leverage. So I'm going to tell you right now that last time, the last, see, I've survived a housing crisis in the real estate space. So I know by owning investment property during an economic downturn, how the bank's rely on things or how the banks look at things. And one of the first things the banks do is they tighten up lending restrictions. When the economy tanks, if the housing market takes a turn for the worse, the very first thing that they're going to do, your credit card companies are going to start backing down your credit line. You'll pay a hundred bucks to your credit card and you go look at your credit card statement next month, your credit line dropped by a hundred bucks. That happened to a lot of people in, in uh, the last crash. Then next thing you know, it was the housing market. They made it more and more challenging to get a mortgage. When they make it more and more challenging to get a mortgage, that's going to start to expedite the downturn, right? 
because less buyers in the marketplace. That means inventory starts to sit. These are the things that you're going to experience. So if you're going to leverage, guys, leverage responsibly. And by that, I mean, don't go out there and write checks with your mouth that your that your wallet can't cash, okay? Don't get yourself into deals that depend on you doing something later in like, say, five years, refining back out of there because there's a pretty good chance that you might not be able to refi back out. Anybody to tell you that there's a guaranteed refi at the back end of any deal is lying to you, okay? They're, they don't have a crystal ball. They can't prophesy their way out of that. Those of you that have capital to invest and you're investing in a lot of these syndications right now, a lot of these syndicators are out there. They're they're saying that they're going to refinance in five years. Oh, that's fine. We're going to refinance you out in five years. No, they're not. Pretty good chance that they probably won't because the deals don't make sense to begin with. Why don't they make sense? Well, because they didn't underwrite them properly. They underwrote them so they could get an acquisition fee and move on. Yeah, I know that sucks to hear. But realistically, guys, I don't want you to spend, blow your money on stuff that's not going to work. So when you look at a syndicate or, or any investment opportunity that somebody's putting out there, you're going to have to be crystal clear on the exit strategy, right? You have to know and do your research to be sure that whatever that person says, that investor is saying, does can actually happen. That makes sense. That they're not out there holding their hands to the sky and praying to Jesus that things are going to change in the real estate market at you know five years when they owe you a payback. So how do you deal with that? You look at the exit strategy and say, okay, what if you can't exit? in five years. Then what does that look like? That's a very good point. It's not going to be one of these, oh, sorry, Jimmy, you know, we thought we were going to be able to refinance, but that darn old Bank of America decided not to loan us any money. So yes, we'll just keep doing like we've been doing. No, no, no. You're going to have to make sure you structure some sort of an agreement in the deal that clearly outlines terms of what happens in the event they cannot refinance the deal. You need to set those terms. Hell, it's your money. But at the same time, you want to make sure that the deal can afford whatever terms that you're insisting on or that you're negotiating for. Don't get your yourself backed into a corner where they just decide, well, we can't refinance you, so have a nice day. You got to be careful, guys. The thing about a private placement memorandum is, see those? I just saw one the other day that looks like it was written on toilet paper. What that private placement memorandum basically says is, ha ha, you can't sue us because we disclosed that we could lose your money in a, in a New York minute. That's what a PPM really says. Have you ever read one? I have. I've read several. There are some PPMs floating around from some very notable celebrity style real estate investors out there. If you read the fine print, they can buy you out at a lower interest rate anytime they want. Oh yeah. It's called their contractual agreement, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not an attorney. I don't pretend to be one, but I will say this. You need to make sure you read the fine print on what you're signing. You need to understand the exit strategies on any sort of real estate re- transaction before you put one red cent of your own capital in the deal. Understand this. If you leverage irresponsibly, you will lose your money. That's the case, okay? And this does this. This also applies in your own leverage. Forget about investing in somebody else's deal. Investors, if you're borrowing money from other folks, if you're out there doing it, you're a deal sponsor, don't let the folks with capital lease you dry. Everybody says they want a 12% return. There's jokers on Facebook advertising 12% return. When you see that, automatically be scared because most deals on the surface can't afford that type of a return just like that vanilla, okay? They can't afford interest-only debt in most cases. Now, if they're giving you tax advantages, they're giving you different components of a deal, great. Then 12% it becomes a walk in the park. It's not hard. But paying 12% interest on a hold type purchase is not going to fly. The reason why they're doing that is to tease you into the deal. And I guarantee you they're going to have one hell of a hard time financing themselves out of that 12% note if the market downturns. Why? Because they weren't able to build any equity because they've spent all their cash, all their capital, and they can't finish improving the properties. And I see this time and time again. People are, are 
under-improving properties. They're not able to finish what they committed to do, and then they leave everybody in a conundrum. Avoid high-cost debt, boys and girls, deal sponsors, investors that are out there doing deals, which means be careful with those teaser rates. Don't get yourself hooked up. They're back to doing adjustable rate loans again. Don't get yourself caught up in these adjustable rate loans. Avoid credit cards at all costs. Avoid these interest-free for 12 months, 24 months, 36 months, 18 months, and we'll give you a free cat if you borrow our money. That should be a red flag waving in your face going, hello, we're fixing to fleece you. Don't get fleeced, boys and girls. If it seems too good to be true, guess what? You can bet your bippy it certainly is. So be very responsible before you put your social security number on the dotted line, before you pledge to pay something back that the deal can't afford. Because you can't run around paying buying buy and hold property or investment property. When I say investment, I mean buy and hold at high interest rates. You can't do it. It doesn't make, unless you are some super duper killer negotiator, then maybe you could pull that off. I mean, yes, I've bought some properties with high debt, but I've got ridiculous deals. So unless your deal is like a total knockout of the park, you just got to be responsible with how much you spend on your financing. Just keep that in mind, please. You're never going to learn. You're never going to make any money in the real estate space. I don't care whether an agent, a wholesaler, a flipper, a buy and hold person, doesn't matter. If you don't learn how to effectively negotiate your, or market yourself, got ahead of myself there. If you don't, if you don't master the art of marketing, getting the word out there, I know some of you are going, well, Tyler, I don't want to start a real estate business, quote unquote. I just want to buy some rental property and, and, and leave it at that. Well, it's, there's more to it than that, guys. It's not that simple because first of all, it's going to take you a whole lifetime. So if you're 20 years old, listen to this. Great. You can do that. You don't have to start a business. No big deal. But if you're not 20 years old, if you're 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, you got to build a machine. You got to build a business. You got to build that real estate ATM. To be able to do that, you're going to have to learn how to market effectively, which means you're going to either need to have the cap hire a marketing service to do it for you. And a little hint here, guys, there is no such thing as a marketing service that is an expert in all mediums. So you're going to have to decide what medium works for you, whether that be podcasting like I do or direct mail or email marketing or YouTube or whatever you're going to do, you need to find an expert in the space and put them to work. I would not have gotten to where I am today without my marketing team. They are amazing. Lindsay and her team just kill it. I've referred her to other podcasters, to friends and colleagues in the business because she's absolutely the best in the business. And she's an amazing taskmaster, which that's somebody I, something I need in my life, let me tell you. She keeps me and her team keeps me on point and keeps me focused on the ball. Everybody needs that, guys. I can tell you that. But you're going to have to learn how to market your message. People need to understand that you're out there buying, that you're looking, that you have need. If you've got capital to invest, same thing. You're going to need to put the word out there, right? And you're going to need to put somebody in place to kind of dave off the charlatans because there's lots of those. But marketing is something you're going to have to learn. Again, marketing is a big piece of the mailbox money coaching program, mailboxmoneycoach.com. I'm going to teach you digital marketing. Yes, I know it changes every 20 minutes, but I'm going to teach you the core principles of, of marketing. And another way to learn this, boys and girls, is to read .com Secrets, read Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. These are two books written by Russell, Russell Brunson. Some people say that Russell's a shark, he's this, he's that, but Russell's also a billionaire. He may be a lot of things. I don't know the man personally, so I'm not going to judge, but I'm going to say this. He's a hell of a marketer, and because of it, he's made himself a billionaire, and he's done a lot of good, and he spends a lot of money in charity and helps a lot of people based on what he sells and teaches. For me, I'm going to follow people that are more successful than me and I'm going to do what they tell me to do. And I've read both the books. I've read them cover to cover. Jill's read them. They're amazing. They lay out a roadmap for you. It That is actually one of the textbooks I call it a textbook that we use in the mailbox money coaching program because you've got to get people calling you on the phone, offering you opportunity. People got to know that you've either got money to invest or you're looking for money to invest or that you're looking for opportunity. And that said, they need to know specifically what type of opportunities you're looking for so they can bring them to you. If you think that you're just going to look on Zillow or the MLS or every wholesaler's email that comes across and someday somebody's going to bump their head and while they're under anesthesia, offer you a 50% off special on a duplex or a 
50-unit apartment building. I got news for you. That's not the case. Boys and girls, if it's being advertised, it's already overpriced because people don't underprice things and advertise them. That's not how it works in the sales world, okay? People that are on commission are trying to eat. So don't get between a man or a woman and their meal. What happens in nature when you do that? You get your face ripped off. That's how it goes, right? So get between a tiger and a good and a good T-bone and see how that works out for you. Well, understand, you're the, you're the monkey in the middle. There's a, The tiger is the wholesaler or the realtor or the seller in this case, and the steak is the opportunity. They're going to chew you up and spit you out. So you've got to learn how to market yourself so that you have more to choose from. The more you have to choose from, the more choosy you can be. When you've only got one deal to look at, then you're going to wind up pulling the trigger on one deal and you're going to blow your money and then you're screwed. So avoid doing that. That's what my students are doing. They're learning how to get deals that nobody else is talking about. You don't see them posting ads on Facebook looking for capital, right? You don't see them doing dumb stuff like that. You don't see them out there going, please, Lord, give me something. I just need a deal so that some shark, some realtor or wholesaler or somebody out there can take advantage of them because that's not how it's done, folks. Do not think that you don't need to market yourself as a buyer. Don't fall into that line of thinking. A lot of people are like, geez, I never, never even thought of that. But yeah, you absolutely do. Buying off the shelf will not build wealth. Buying off the shelf will not build wealth. Ooh, I made a rhyme. All you're going to do is fat the wallet of the people that are helping you buy. I'm one of them. I know this. I am a realtor. From time to time, I wholesale transactions when it makes sense for all parties involved. But here's the thing. I do it because I make money doing it. You come buy a property from me. You're not, I'm not giving you a deal. Hell no. Why would I? Now, if you are a, a buyer and I'm representing you exclusively as a buyer's agent, that's a whole different story. Then I'm going to put on my armor and go to battle. My team of agents and I will kick some ass and get you a ridiculous price and ridiculous terms that make awesome amount of sense on deals in, in the Tampa Bay area. If you want to reach out to me and get started on buying assets in our market that makes sense, go to cashflowguys.com forward slash book Tyler. Select buyer confirmation call. Get on the phone with me. Let's talk about what you're looking for. Let's talk about your qualifications, what you're, what you're looking to do. You guys already know I'm qualified. You've been listening to my podcast for 160 episodes. I think you probably figured out that I may have an idea of what I'm doing. That said, if you truly want to expand your portfolio and you cannot negotiate and you can't market, you're not willing to, then you need to align yourselves with people that are already doing it for you. I'm going to make a commission off of you because you don't have the skills that I do. I'll be right up front and honest about that. It's going to cost you money to work with me. Yep, you absolutely is going to cost you money to work with me, as it well should. Any idiot that sits there and says, don't worry about my services are free. Agents say this all the time. Buyer's agents. My, my services are free because the seller pays my, my bill. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. The sellers, that's not even true. Because at the end of the day, guys, the buyer is the only one writing checks in that transaction. So next time somebody blows that smoke up your ass, just look at him and shake your head. That's not somebody you want to deal with. That doesn't even make sense. I mean, that's the most illogical thing I've ever heard. At the end of the day, the seller is considering the real estate commission when they set the price. Don't think they're not. So when that's the case, you are in fact paying not only the buyer's agent, but you're also paying the listing agent if there's two of them. So how do we fix that problem? As a as an a real estate agent myself and the, the agents that work on my team, we charge our our fee is paid for by the buyer. That way we can negotiate directly with the seller based on a net arrangement. What that results in is the buyer gets a significantly better deal because our real estate commission is not part of the negotiation. It doesn't matter to the seller because they don't have to pay it. So I go right for the juggler. We go right for the throat and get a ridiculous deal and the the, the seller does not have to pay a real estate commission. Now, some of you are probably dumb enough to sit there and go, that's not fair, Tyler. That's not fair. And then you're going to start complaining about Christmas songs that defend you. But realistically, guys, think about that. What's fair is that you get the best deal possible and the best way to 
do that is to remove as many objections off the table as possible. Here's the deal. You don't have to go down that road. You can absolutely pay more if you want to. I have no problem with that. If you want the seller to pay the fee and you're willing to have the seller, even though the fee is say five grand and the seller's going to add 10 just to, for easy math, go ahead. But you understand that you're getting fleeced. You can see it's mindset. When you got your head clear, you can see these things. And people are like, well, I don't have the, the money to write you a commission check. I didn't ask you to write me a commission check. What I did say for you to do is to pay the commission. I'm a cash flow guy, right? I like monthly payments. So how we structure in most cases, especially with investors, is to say, don't give me a check at the closing table. I don't want your dirty check. If anything, give me a check for $250. Make it out to a future home realty. That goes to my broker. That My, my broker gets his payday. He's happy. He gets his 250 bucks. He's good. He lives in Brentwood, Tennessee in a big fancy house. Great guy. He's a happy camper. The rest goes to Uncle Tyler. Well, guess what? I don't want your lump sum percentage payment. What I want is monthly payments. So tell you what, give me 50, 100, 200, 300, 400, whatever it works out be a month. Pay me based on what the deal can afford. And you ask yourself, well, how do I know what the deal can afford? Well, because I'm going to negotiate that living hell out of that deal to get you an amazing deal so that the deal can absolutely afford to pay me. You see how I am now vested? I have a vested interest in making sure you get a ridiculous deal. Because if you don't get a ridiculous deal, you're not going to have the money to pay me. It's that simple. What if every real estate agent did this? Well, they won't because they don't know how to negotiate. And because they don't know how to negotiate, they don't give a rat's ass about your deal. What they care about is them getting a 3% or whatever they get at the closing table when they close. That's that. Think about that for a minute. Let that simmer. While you let that simmer, go to mailboxmoneycoach.com. I'm going to wrap it right there, guys. Mailboxmoneycoach.com. I even recently set up a payment plan and make it ridiculously easy for the most people to be able to afford it. The only way you're going to know what the how that breaks out and how to take things to the next level is to head over to mailboxmoneycoach.com. Get on the phone with me. Get on my schedule. I've already given you the links. I'm going to put them in the show notes. Go over to my website. Show notes you can see on there. Get on the phone. Let's have a consultation. Let's get you repointed. If you are if you already have investments, they're not making enough money. Let's sit down and figure out how. If you don't have investments, you're not making any money. Let's sit down and figure out how. For that to happen, you've got to pick up the phone and give me a call and make it happen. That said, have a great week, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found value. And I'll catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.